members of the OG army. Get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the other ground live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton. Well, good afternoon and welcome to yet another edition of Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That's Big Dalton over there. Say hello, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, it is July the 1st. It is a special occasion. I just want to say for everyone that has assembled, happy Bobby Bonilla Day. <laughs> That's not where I thought you were going with that. Uh, I see the OG Army is forming up in the chat box, although mostly it's just uh, 50,000 different versions of Dalton, so this should be an interesting show. Uh, <laughs> happy 100th episode. This is, that's right. This is our 100th episode of The Other Ground Live. I'm very happy to uh, say that we managed to do it. Uh, that's way more than 100 days in a row because we are not even counting the fight companions and all that good stuff. So how do you feel to be an experienced podcaster now, Dalton? Yeah, I've done podcasts before, so this is just another one. <laughs> Only this one is every goddamn day. Every goddamn day. That's right. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm actually surprised that we made it this far. I figured I would, uh, you know, crap out at some point or another. My sickly ass would be a, wouldn't be able to do the show. So if nothing else, I'm proud that I haven't had any kind of life altering catastrophes that affected my uh, show yet. So yeah, you've only go? been you've mm -hmm. only been half dead like during the night. So we're safe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I will admit it. There's a couple days where I felt like shit and I just didn't want to do it. But coming on here and talking to you guys always makes me feel a little bit better. So I know that if I can motivate myself to get up here and start talking by the end of the show, I'm, I'm always happy that I did it. That was your first story that did not have a depressing ending. <laughs> Maybe. Good job, Jay. Yay! <laughs> so how is the life of insurance going today? Uh, like I said, or basically throughout this entire week, like this has been a week of people trying to fit <clears throat> five days into four. Mm. So I'm actually surprised I wasn't a few minutes late. I literally got off a call about five fifty-five. Ah, yeah. So boy, we were running a little close on that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't see why they try to do that. Four is bigger than five. You you can't you 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 can't fit five into four. That's why they made the number five. That's like, yeah, like, like but yeah. uh, people yeah. are people are assholes. Luckily, <laughs> like at least the people that work for me, I'm telling them to just log the fuck out and not pay attention to their email starting at noon tomorrow. Oh, so at least they won't be bothering me tomorrow afternoon. We'll see about like, you know, <laughs> the rest of the company. Right, right. Speaking of the company, so we just got news. Like, we mm. if people could, if they wanted to, start going back into the office next week. They had to do like a daily temperature check and all that stupid shit. Right, right. Well, that got pushed back to Labor Day. Now nobody oh is going back until at least Labor Day. Yeah, yeah. And that seems to be the general theme today. Uh, the governor here in Michigan has reclosed all the bars in lower Michigan, um, at least for inside service. If they have outside service, apparently they can still be a bar, but that, those are few and far between. Uh, apparently, almost all of the major outbreaks in Michigan can be traced back to different bars. So, <laughs> which is not surprising because what little p the attention the public is paying to the COVID stuff goes right out the fucking window when they start drinking, obviously. So I'm not even a little surprised to find out that's where the outbreaks have been coming from. 
Well, and your immune system isn't necessarily kicking into high gear while your, you know, liver and kidneys are, are working on the alcohol. <laughs> I wonder if that's a thing. I, I wonder if like getting drunk would lowers your uh, resistance to disease and viruses and stuff. I, I mean, pretty much guarantee it does. Because if nothing else, it dehydrates you. Oh, if you're dehydrated, yeah. you're more apt to be sick. So mm. I'm sure there's yeah, something that, there. Yeah, yeah. And there's this a clinical like, study I will do. <laughs> they, they buy me a few bottles of Jura 7 wood. I will go in. I will drink. They can infect the environment with like a flu or whatever. And we'll see if I get sick. Oh, there you go. Taking one for the team, huh? Yeah, you, that wouldn't right. be that wouldn't be the weirdest study I've ever seen. Now, you see those pop up every once in a while where they're looking for people to do weird-ass shit for long periods of time. Like I saw one where they wanted people to like lie in bed for six months, and that was literally what they wanted you to do. Uh, you know, you could get up, use the bathroom, but that's about it. They were testing the effectiveness of like some muscle-wasting resistant drug. Uh, what they were, it was actually, I think, and I might have the details wrong. I think it was actually for NASA. It was related to like the weightlessness of space and not using your muscles uh, properly uh, or something like that. But there's all kinds of weird studies out there. And occasionally some of them offer pretty good money, but I've never been interested in that. Cause you know, you're rolling the dice that that four grand, uh, that they give you is going to be worth some weird fucked up shit you get from side effects of whatever they're giving you. Well, yeah, there was uh, there was another one, and I think this one wasn't necessarily something you get side effects from. I think it was more of a psychological study. Hmm. But there was the one like that you would be like basically just stuck in a room, cut off from the outside world for like thirty days, and it would always be dark. Well, yeah, I think I heard something about that, like sensor, sensor, <clears throat> like a <laughs> not a full sensory deprivation. Thank you. Since it's just eyesight; it's just pitch black the entire time, but. It was like something like five grand to do a month of that. Wow, I wouldn't be able to do that. I just get that's I wouldn't if nothing else, I could be too fucking bored. I mean, the only thing you can do is listen to music. You can't read, you can't watch TV, you can't fuck around on your phone or <laughs> sneak your phone in. They're like, there's no light in here at all. You're gonna have to deal 30 days if I'll be on the sea. It's like oh, that's all right. My my phone's got a charge, pretty good charge on it, and it lights up just fine. I tell you what, I'd be in great shape after that month, though, because there's nothing yeah. else to do besides a bunch of push-ups, sit-ups. I think the only problem is one forearm would be about the size of Popeye, but, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, and I suppose that's one way to look at it, uh, but I, I wouldn't be able to handle it. Some some of these studies I think I'd be able to handle, uh, but not that one. I, I need some sort of entertainment. We all know that i I got the ADD going, so I I need all kinds of multiple inputs at the same time. Well, hilariously enough, you being the complete introvert and afraid of people, <laughs> you also have that just starving, dying need for attention from people. Yeah, it's kind of weird, so, isn't it? Yeah, it's it, you're a weird dichotomy, Jay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think if I, I, I don't, I'm not gonna try to uh, self-analyze myself. That sounds pretentious, if nothing else. Uh, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, as far as topics go, I have fucking zero dude, a really busy day at work again. Uh, so other than talking about the fact that we're awesome, cause this is episode 100, I don't really have much. I, I might not even have anything in my notes. Uh, you got anything offhand? God damn it, Jay. How do you have, this was busy, your busy entire day. opportunity to like, wow, everyone with your preparation for yeah, show I 100. I know. And I got and fucking absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. I sent out, uh, a couple of different uh, messages to people I know uh, that were would possibly be on the show, and a couple of them, you know, I've gotten back with me, but none of them could do it today. So possibly well, down the road, them, like some... yesterday? No, day before yesterday. Oh Jesus Christ, Jay! 
Well, so it, you really kinda... got to work on your like management skills of this thing. It it, it kind of crept up on me. I didn't realize they were so close to it. I mean, hundreds a lot of episodes. It took me several years to get up to a hundred on my last po- uh, podcast. You know, because we only did it once a week. Well, yeah, this one's a little different, so we're just going to put it out there. When we get to episode two hundred nine, your your homework is to get one of the Diaz brothers on. Ooh, that, that's a good tie-in. I mean, you know, by then we might be huge, or we might be turning down offers from the Diaz brothers to be on the show because we've got better guests. So, but you never know what happens. Nobody would turn down one of the Diaz brothers for a podcast. No, probably. Like if you not. can actually get them to commit to an actual interview, like those would be goddamn priceless. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much every interview they've ever done is gold. They remind me so much of some of my friends growing up. Uh, uh, they're a little more uh, West Side Yo than my friends were. My friends were actually kind of redneck hicks. Uh, but other than that, they're they're pretty much exactly the fucking same. It's it's scary how so, similar so that in, they they act. So instead of "Don't be scared, homie," it would be like "Don't be scared, partner." Something like something like that. <laughs> uh, we're Northern redneck. Don't use partner. But other than that, you know, don't be scared, bro. <laughs> something. Something like that. Goddamn. But, well, so yeah. a, a few things here. Like As mm-hmm. I said in the introduction, it is Bobby Bonilla Day. So happy Bobby Bonilla Day, Jay. I do not know who that is, sir. So Bobby Bonilla was a baseball player, mm-hmm. and he played for the New York Mets, and they were going to buy him out of his contract. It was going to cost them $5.8 million. So he negotiated with them. Instead of getting that lump sum... He negotiated with management to get $1.2 million a year for like 35 years. Holy shit. So this started in like 2000 and he's getting paid till 2035. So on July 1st, every year he gets a check for $1.2 million instead of being bought out for 5.8 million. And the Uh, reason that the, that they did it is Mm -hmm. the management for the Mets at the time were super highly leveraged with their funds in the goddamn Bernie Madoff scheme. So they were seeing these great returns. So they figured, hey, we're going to be making money hand over fist. So no problem. Absolutely. We'll give you $1.2 million for fucking decades. That that still makes zero sense. I mean, no, I don't care how much money you're making. Five million at once sounds way better than what? That's got to be closer to 40 million or actually what? 1.2 million. Da, 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 da. That's almost 50 fucking million dollars, dude. It's a lot of millions. So Bobby basically Bodia they may not been, may not have been the best baseball player in the world, may not have been the smartest guy in the world, but goddamn best contract negotiator ever. God, God. And the Mets just fucking suck. I mean, what did they, did they think they needed that money to invest in the Bernie Madoff thing? That's the only thing I could possibly think that they thought they would make so much more money with that $4 million dollars. Because they had to give them one point two million to start off with, didn't they? Every year, that's the first year, so they only saved like four million dollars off the first year, anyways. God yep. damn, dude, that is so ridiculously stupid. <laughs> You're well, right. So this, the is, this is a good thing holiday. Is, is this is like a weird? It's a weird thing with baseball. Apparently, a lot of them now are are putting odd things into their contracts. So, a uh, baseball player named Ichiro, um, he came from Japan, like the all time hit leader of baseball, but he negotiated in his contract that once he retires from that day and then there's an end date of 2025, the team has to pay him a total of $25 million. 
And there's also interest that accrues each year at 5.5%. So like the day he retires, if they paid him 25 million, they'd be square. But like the, the less they pay him each year, the more that number is going to balloon up until hmm. 2025, which they owe <clears throat> everything in full. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> that's smart. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> I wonder. Uh, I wonder how common that is with uh, you know these crazy financial clauses. Uh, then again, yeah, it's, I've never it's really not looked. very. Like, no. So baseball is one of the only sports that really can even do it because mm -hmm. they don't have a salary cap. Oh. So if you think of other sports, since they have a salary cap, you can't really do something like that because you'd basically be paying for that retired p player out of your salary cap for a fucking oh, decade. Okay, I see. So I, I did not realize it's a free for all to spend as much money as you want. Really? Uh, why? It, I'm a, you know, I'm assuming there's good reasons why they applied a salary cap to like football and basketball and hockey. Uh, why didn't that ever take in baseball? Uh, cause it's baseball, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like it makes sense for all other sports. It like, it's really for competitive balance, right? Right. Right. So you can't have a team that just buys all the best players. Baseball, it's just never been a thing. Obviously, the players don't want a salary cap. Right. And then also in baseball, you have these like super big market teams that don't necessarily want it either because they have all the money in the world to, to always spend. That's why you never hear about like a terrible New York Yankees team. Right. Well, that seems terribly unfair. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. You know, I guess it depends on how you look at it. Uh, the, but basically, the team with the owner that wants to spend the most amount of money is going to win, right? Eh, it doesn't necessarily work that way. It's obviously like you can put together a pretty good team. Mm -hmm. um, so there's always that possibility. But yeah, there's always these top teams that are pretty much almost always in the playoffs. And Team Evil Bad Guys is talking about a luxury tax. It's actually uh, God, it's a separate tax the way that they call it in baseball. And it's set ridiculously high. But yeah, once you go over a certain amount, you pay even more than what you're actually paying the players. Oh, um, but still, if you're a fucking multi-billionaire going over that doesn't really mean anything. It's all just, you know, fucking ones and zeros that you have an unlimited amount of. Right, right, right. So you speaking of the uh, insane uh, or crazy things get put into contract that made me think about some of the uh, crazy concert writers I've seen over the years. Uh, you f you're familiar with those, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you hear some absolutely stupid things. Although a lot of the stupid things, when you actually think about them, had a good reason behind them. So, like, if you hear about the band that wants, you know, all red Skittles. Right, right. Like, a lot of times they put that in there just so they have a quick thing that they can look at to know that the venue has taken care of them and actually paid attention to what they had in there. Right, right. I've heard about so that. They'll kind of, yeah, they'll kind of but... hide all of their things that they actually care about by something that just sounds stupid because... They can just take that visual look like, oh, hey, all red Skittles. I guess I know I have the right kind of water and whatever else that I really needed. Right, right. And then some of them are just out there. Uh, like I was reading one on Beyonce. She had uh, some pretty crazy things on her 2013 writer. Uh, some of the things were like hand-carved ice balls, freshly painted white walls in a new toilet seat, uh, red toilet paper, and 100% pure cotton's clothing for the staff. Uh, so, which I thought was kind of weird. And then the kind of the weirdest one, titanium drinking straws uh, were apparently about a thousand dollars worth and no junk food. That part makes sense. But fucking 
And you know what? Some of that I, I can't agree with, you know, uh, considering some of the concert venues I've been to, I wouldn't mind having a new toilet seat, <laughs> uh, but the red toilet paper, you have to have, you have to paint the walls before she gets there. All the staff has to wear hundred percent cotton clothing. You know, that's just fucking weird. I can't think of a reasonable reason for that. Yeah. I think at some point you just like when you're that rich and you're like, you're that famous at some point, don't you just do some of that shit kind of as a troll? <laughs> you think so? So you can be like, you can just, you know, somebody's backstage with you or something. You can be like, hey, check it out. I got them to find red toilet paper. Yeah. Red <laughs> fucking toilet paper. Uh, like uh, Jay-Z uh, insists that his uh, dressing room is 71 degrees. That's reasonable, I think. With three $80 Mayan Turbo Rose scented candles. Uh, and according to this report, he also demands that there is no vacuuming near his room and that staff should not ask for free concert tickets to avoid embarrassment. Okay, so half of that's pretty actually fucking reasonable. Uh, concert staff shouldn't be asking the, the uh, fucking you know talent for concert tickets. That's not that's not cool, right? Well, yeah, that's just almost common sense. It's like <laughs> writer condition number one: don't be a dick. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So other than other than the candles, this is actually pretty reasonable. Um, and uh, some of these are are the same thing. You know, that one I'm looking through is mostly just uh, uh, rap people. So. Uh, I'm not uh, sure if uh, some of the older ones I've read were really crazy, uh, but yeah, some of these uh, they're 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 listing this as a insane rioter request, and some of these are pretty not insane. Like Rihanna needs her dressing room to be precisely 22 degrees Celsius, uh, and that's it. That's that's pretty much her entire rider. <laughs> yeah, what's the problem with that? That's like okay, I'm heading home from work. I'm going to set the thermostat at 65. Yep. Like, is that uh, some insane thing? Like, I like it to be roughly 65 degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or other things are just fucking crazy. Like, uh, this one's a, a one-shot thing where someone wanted to have Mariah Carey uh, uh, do a, uh, like, a promo at a shopping center. And they, uh, she said, yeah, you provide, you have to provide me 100 doves and 20 kittens for, uh, you know, for, for me to appear to turn on their Christmas lights in 2009. Uh, while apparently they managed to get the doves, the kittens could not be man- arranged due to healthy and safe health and safety issues. Well, yeah, she's That's just, just weird, a though. fucking weirdo. Yeah. Like, I think we all know that one. Like something's not right with that lady's head. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Can sing like a motherfucker, but yeah, yeah. it's personality-wise, not so much. And my personal favorite, DMX, just wants Hennessy and three boxes of condoms. That's his entire rider. <laughs> You're goddamn right. Go DMX. There actually, you go. I actually saw him in concert before. Oh, well, you Apparently know what he was doing after in the arena. Yeah. You got a goddamn right. Well, you know what? You know how he was, how he was spending the after show anyways. <laughs> Why well, don't, isn't that all music acts? I would assume most. I've read a couple of those, uh, like, uh, supposed to be biographies, but most of them are written mostly by a ghost writer, but some of them are still pretty entertaining. Uh, uh, one of the ones that surprised me and most I like uh, because it was a guy I didn't really call care all that much about was the uh, autobiography of Sammy Hagar, who, uh, after reading that book, turns out he's a pretty cool dude, <laughs> but he still told told stories about told stories about getting blown ba- uh, backstage and um, you know and all that good shit. And he was pretty mild compared to some of them. Uh, another one I read was the uh, the Heroin Diaries by Nikki Six, and that was a depressing fucking book. <laughs> Because apparently that guy was fucked up for a really long time. Uh, I did not know this since I'm not a huge Motley Crue fan, but basically 
he was the band. <laughs> um, you know, he, despite the fact that he just wrote the uh, all, all he played was the bass. Apparently, he wrote all the songs and he was the creative force behind the band, so to speak, which surprised me because that's never the fucking bass player. <laughs> no, that sounds a little odd that he was actually. Yeah. Why the fuck was he playing bass? You can get any dumbass six foot seven person to play bass. Exactly. Uh, and, and if you go back and read the lyrics to these songs, it's not like they're, oh my God, complicated, uh, you know, songs, but apparently they resonated with people. And, uh, despite the fact that he gave them lots of trouble, the band didn't want to get rid of, get rid of them. Uh, it's an interesting book. I know, I know you're not a big fan of reading, you know, anything that doesn't have pictures in it, but, but it, you should read that one. It was pretty good. Reading is for fucking nerds. <laughs> now reading I do have is... an audible account and like probably like 400 books on there but mm. reading itself is for fucking nerds i have often sorry <clears throat> i was drinking water i often think about getting an audible account but the only time i would really use it is uh when i was driving back and forth to work and i don't want to do that i like music when i'm driving back and forth to work i think paying attention to a story would probably uh, affect my driving ability yeah, so the really the only reason, the only time I'd really be listening to uh, audiobooks is like, I'll do that if I'm doing cardio. Right, right. Because music doesn't necessarily help me do cardio. Like, you don't have to be in, like, an amped up mood. Mm. You want something that's going to allow you to completely just escape from the fact that you're doing the most boring shit in the fucking world. That, okay, I can totally relate to that. Because when I was doing cardio that wasn't uh, yoga, because you kind of have to concentrate on what, you, what you're doing and what the yoga guy is saying and all that good stuff. Uh, when I, when I, uh, for a brief period, I had a, uh, I still have it, but an exercise bike, uh, cause I like to, I wanted to get cardio in and, and I, but I didn't want to do yoga. I can't run for obvious reasons and I can't even walk long distances cause my feet are fucked up, but I can do cycling. So I just set it up in front of the TV and find like some show to watch. And you're right. It 100% makes it way better. You know, you're, you're trying to pay attention to the show and not paying attention to the fact that this fucking sucks. And I was doing like an hour on the bike every day. Cause I, well, well, 52 minutes actually, because that's how long the show was with, when you took the commercials out. Yeah. That's the, that is the secret for fucking cardio as opposed mm -hmm. to the secret for lifting where you need to get amped out of your fucking mind and want to run through a wall. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like 80% of my playlist is like metal or with a couple rap songs. Unfortunately, as you guys know, I kind of have weird tastes. So some of that shit that pops up uh, every once in a while is not appropriate for working out at, at all. I'll be p all pumped up because I'm listening to Slayer or Anthrax or Metallica or something. And then Cindy Lauper will come on talking about true colors and shit. I'll be like, oh, fuck. Wrong song. So you got to have you got to have you got to tighten down your playlist there, Jay. Yeah, that's what I need to do. a good, solid, hard playlist. It's ready to go. And then you also have to have a PR song ready. PR song. Like oh, a personal oh. record. So like like when you're going to absolutely like outlift anything you've lifted before. Oh, you need to have that one song that you can put on that just puts you in that headspace of fuck this shit and then diving off, you know, a balcony into some, <laughs> some cacti. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I have several songs that are like that. Uh, mostly heavy metal and stuff. It's what uh, gets me going in the morning. Uh, which is good because I'm trying to cut coffee out of my life. I had stomach issues over the weekend and I wasn't sure if it was from my new latte machine, caffeine, or just being bummed out. And it continued today. So I'm 
cutting down on the coffee and seeing if that helps something because I'm running out of stuff that it could be. <laughs> I almost guarantee it would be the latte. Like that's not necessarily good for your gut, Jay. Well, all it was was the same uh, lactate milk that I drink normally with, uh, you know, uh, mixed up with uh, an espresso shot and just a little, little bit of some of my wife's non-dairy creamer to give it a little, uh, a little uh, caramel flavor. And I looked it up. Uh, the only thing I wasn't sure of, I can't find out whether palm oil is uh, bad for IBS or not. That, that might be, find. but like even the espresso shot, like that concentrated yeah. coffee, yeah, like that's not going to be great for your gut, Jay. Yeah, yeah, you if, might be if right. anything. You mm-hmm. like if anything, you should be doing like I don't know if you like iced coffee at all. Oh, I love iced coffee at one point. But you should almost do like a, a watered down coffee. Yeah, you know you're, you're taking longer right. to take it in, and it's not like just fucking you up. Like if you think no, about it, it was yeah. the same thing with wax, right? Remember, yeah. wax was a very concentrated thing, and it was just fucking killing you. Yeah, you know what? You're probably Whereas right. You don't have that. other issues like when you slow things down and you know take it over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. Because uh, I I wasn't having any problem in the last couple of weeks, and I drink a you know probably way more coffee than I should at work. Yeah, uh, but then this weekend over having you know a lot the. Uh, probably three of them, but I always did double shot ones. So yeah, in retrospect, probably I was probably a poor idea, huh? Yeah. Like you, you kind of have a lot of these things backwards. Yeah. Well, everything I do, I do in excess. Um, so, and that is a problem obviously. So it's just a bummer because it was one of the few things I really enjoyed. Yeah. It's they're delicious, (laughs) um, but I can't have those now apparently. So, well, uh, do it, do it this way. So like you like the taste of that, right? Yeah. So go ahead and brew up some just normal coffee, water it down a bit, still put in a little bit of creamer, a little bit of the fucking milk or whatever. And instead of just downing a shot of it, kind of sip at that thing for like 30 minutes. Yeah. I, if I was going to do that, I'd just do an iced coffee with a little creamer and stuff. I drink coffee black all day. I don't have any problem with black coffee. Um, when I say a latte, uh, um, it is a full coffee cup. It's not like a little espresso shot, but basically it's a whole bunch. It's uh, steamed but milk. It has an espresso shot worth of coffee in it. Yes. Which is what about supposedly just a normal cup of coffee uh, is what a normal cup of coffee has. So you would think that you put the espresso shot in and it gets mixed up with the steamed milk and the foamed milk that, you know, and it fills up about a coffee cup that you'd be getting the same amount in there. But I'm willing to bet that an espresso shot is way more strong than the average cup of coffee that I'm drinking. Cause it did fuck me up pretty bad. Yeah. So just try the, try the iced coffee idea again. If you and like, I wouldn't necessarily say to do this based on the diet that I've set for you. Right. But like, if it's something you enjoy, do the iced coffee, make it taste good. Only do one of them a day and just let it last. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what I end up doing. That's what I end up doing with the regular coffee at work. I when I get to work, I get a, a cup of coffee. It's a big cup, um, probably ten ounces or something like that. And I put a lid on. I, I leave it on my desk and go off and do other stuff. Take care that I have to take care of. And I'll drink that cup of coffee any from six a.m. to eight a.m. Maybe eight thirty before I go get another one. And the second one, I only fill halfway up. And once that one's gone, I'm done. So then that second one lasts me from like 8.30 till 11 when I go to lunch. So yeah, just switch to the, the iced coffee idea and yep. you're going to get a little bit more water as well because I'm sure you're not drinking enough water. I, I wonder about that. 
because uh, I, I drink, uh, I, I figured it out because I, um, I drink 58 ounces of water before I go to work <laughs> in between, in between like the uh, fitness, uh, the uh, like pre-workout uh, um, d- during workout drink I make up. And then the one you have me drink afterwards and then a couple other uh, glasses of water I drink slam before I leave because I'm a firm believer by that that hydration is really important. I still don't think I'm getting enough. They say that, uh, was it 64 ounces is the bare minimum, a half gallon. Uh, it depends on the person, really how active you are. But the thing is, right. is you can't just like, you can't load water. Like, so when they say you should get roughly a gallon, that means like throughout the day, you should just always be kind of drinking water. Oh, you're saying it's you not, get... I can, yeah, it's not, I can fucking slam, you know, half a gallon of water at 6 a.m another half a gallon of water at 6 p.m. And, hey, I got plenty of water for the day. Right, right. Now, an interesting thing, uh, because I looked this up because I drink a fair amount of coffee, coffee does count for that. Most people think it, that, that it does not because they think cause it's a diuretic, which means it makes you pee more. Uh, but it's I, look, I did a lot of research on it. Apparently, coffee counts as the amount of water that you're drinking. So people who drink a lot of coffee at least have that going for them. Kind of yes, kind of no. So it's it's a mild diuretic. It's not much of a diuretic. So it is going to cause you to lose your hydration a little bit. Right, um, but- and that's the other thing. Like People don't necessarily spell it out well when they're talking about how hydrated you should be. It's not just how much you're getting overall. Again, it's just how you're spacing this stuff out across the day. Right. Like if you're not... Yeah, if you're not having a workout where you're sweating out like five pounds... Like you probably don't need a gallon of water a day, right? Like right, if right. anything, if you're drinking a gallon of water a day, especially at your size, like more than likely you're just stripping yourself of nutrients mm. because you're just passing everything through you. You're going to so end up losing some of that. You're going to, you know, be a little bit deficient on sodium. Like it all just kind of depends on the person. But yeah, you should kind of be sipping water throughout the day. You need to make mm. sure that you're getting enough sodium. Like there are things that you're probably still fucked up on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, luckily for me, I, I always keep a couple bottles of water at the, the front desk because uh, I do not have the type of job where I can just like go get something to drink. If I want, if I want something to drink, I'm kind of tied down to where I am. So I make sure I always have supplies before this year. That always meant like all kinds of snacks in my personal drawer and a case of water underneath my desk in a different spot. And I, until this year I had like a min- little mini fridge in the back but I hadn't used it in so long that when they asked uh, if they could move it someplace else, I'm like, you can just get rid of it. So I, cause I, I hadn't used it to refrigerate anything in a while. Once I stopped drinking pop, that wasn't the thing. Then that's one of well, the things I'm most proud of that. I don't drink pop at, at, anymore at all. Well, that's good. Cause that's just, just basically fucking poison. But, uh, mm-hmm. have you started bringing around your uh, bottle of peanut butter yet? <laughs> no, I have not. Although, uh, that's going to start happening tomorrow. Uh, I'm uh, going to be making every morning. I'm going to be making two or three uh, peanut butter sandwiches to bring to work to, to supplement my calories uh, because sometimes I can't have, sometimes I can't have what they're serving for lunch. Uh, it's about half and a half. Like today we're hamburgers. I could have those. They're pretty good. Uh, tomorrow's chicken sandwiches. I can have that. Friday is tilapia. I thought I could have that, but last Friday it gave me issues. So I'm kind of thinking that maybe the uh, Cajun spices that they use on it is a bad thing. And then Saturday and Sundays is straight out barbecue chicken and bratwurst. And I can't have either of those. So my only options are ordering food from someplace from Grubhub, which gets cost prohibitive after a while, after a while, and none of it's good for you or start bringing stuff in. So uh, I'm going to be bringing in peanut butter sandwiches. 
Hmm. Is there anything you could do instead of the bread? Um. No, not really. I mean, not that I can think of. Is I'm so limited on what I can have. I'm almost surprised that I can have white bread. But apparently, that's one of, one of the few things I can have. I mean, unless I'm just trying to eat, eat spoons of peanut butter, and I'm not sure how well that will go. Can you have dried milk? Like, do they have a do they have a lactose free dried milk? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't really know what you mean when you say dry milk. Powdered milk. Powdered milk. Um, I don't know. Well, you think that'd be a good thing just to like uh, to mix them together? I, I don't know. I don't know where you're going with this. Okay, so what you do, it's just a three ingredient thing, and basically you make um, just kind of like edible peanut butter balls. Oh, okay. Uh, so Maybe. it's just literally peanut butter, honey, and some dry milk. Right. Or powdered milk, whatever the fuck you want to say. Right, right. And you just mix that up, kind of form them into balls, throw them into, you need to throw them into the freezer or fridge and just kind of let them be and just throw them in a container and you just kind of pop those throughout the day. Oh. It's pretty much almost pure peanut butter. Also a little bit of honey in there. Honey's fucking great for you. Yeah, and I haven't even looked that one up yet because <laughs> I'm assuming I can have honey. I don't see why I couldn't. Um but I'll if definitely you can't have honey, that. you're no longer human. Like that's not on any list of anyone. I know. <laughs> I'm, that's why I'm afraid to look. If I can't have honey, I might as well just fucking hang it up, dude. Uh, and as as my friends have been finding out about my condition, it's funny to watch their their expressions. You know how they react to me not being able to eat food anymore. <laughs> and some of them are like, "Oh, that's too bad." Some of them look fucking horrified. I can always tell who's into food more than other people when I tell them about this because they tell me, you know, they look at me like I just told them my entire family died all at once. That is kind of an odd thing because you're like, yeah, I can eat like seven things now. <laughs> yeah. I used to be able to eat all these things. Now I can eat like seven things. Uh, and the funny part is it's all fucking you know, shit the, that I used to love that I can't have. And I ate it for years and years on end with uh, and just looking back on it, I just realized that I was always in fucking pain. I mean, it, it wasn't as bad back then as it is now, but my, I've had stomach distress probably for the last decade, at least. I remember before I even got married, going to visit my wife's uh, parents in uh, Florida. So this is like five or six or seven years ago. And I spent almost the entire uh, 10 days that we were there in, in the fucking hotel room because I was afraid to fucking leave it. My stomach gave me nothing but problems. And it was embarrassing that she'll, we went down to visit her parents and she would go visit her parents and I would just hang out in the fucking hotel room all day. You are the most malady-ridden person I, I, I think I've ever heard from. Well, you know, not everybody's blessed with uh, good health. Uh, I make do with what I have. There's way, there's, you know, and don't get me wrong, there's people way worse off than I am as far as illness goes. Uh Fucking, and this well, is on the sad. plus side, right? So, like, let's <laughs> let's be positive here. Mm -hmm. You have like half a bicep now. Yeah, yeah, I am making improvements. Uh, I mean, uh, it's not; it's actually not as big as it was before I got sick. But uh, I'm pretty happy with the progress. Uh, for those of you who who are not on the OG, I went ahead and posted a uh, uh, a bicep picture on the OG, uh, telling people to check out my guns. And it's nothing really impressive, obviously, because. Uh, you can't be that impressive when you're skinny as I am, but I am starting to get definition and I can tell a, a pretty big difference from six weeks ago. 
See, this is why some people actually pay me for programming, Jay. (laughs) And don't get me wrong. Every fucking day I'm doing your workout and I'm like, man, I'm just going to tell them I'm going to go back to my old workout where all I did was this, 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 and this. Because it your your workout that you've given me is really frustrating because you keep on fucking changing what I'm doing. So so in between that and, you know, uh, a team evil bad guy wouldn't know what I weigh. About 185 right now, uh, which is not a lot for someone my height, obviously. Uh, I might even be down to 180. I've been afraid to check lately. It, it bounces back and forth. Yeah, still, I haven't gained really any weight in the last six weeks. But I haven't really lost any, and I've been working out like a motherfucker, so that's an improvement. Uh, you would think that I'd, if I wasn't doing something right, I'd be dropping weight dramatically. Uh, God damn it, I've lost, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> that's why I don't answer the fucking shit in the chat box, because I'm, I'm too stupid to keep uh, track of what I'm talking about before that. Well, you were complaining about, you know, the variety of the workouts. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you have me doing so much different stuff, and it's always different sets. And I, it, when I was working out before, I was only doing like four or five different lifts. So I was confident in those lifts, and I, I felt good doing those lifts. I made, you know, I could keep track of my progress because I, I got better and better. You have you switched me up on so many different things. It's hard for me to tell how I'm doing because everything I do is, is you know, almost new. And then if it's, if it's a lift that you have had me done before, well, now you have to do five sets instead of three, and now you have to do this. And, you know, and I try to do it the best I can on those, but it makes me feel like I'm not very good at this. Well, yeah, but then you just have to look at the fact that you probably just got as much of a result in six weeks while go going through crazy health shit where you're just not eating. than you probably got in six months of doing a stagnant program. Yeah. And that's very true. Um, uh, if you look back uh, before I got sick, even then my progress wasn't amazing. It took me probably three years to get what the average person would have got done in probably 68 months. Uh, so I realized that it is a better program, but it, it's just frustrating sometimes. Well, yeah, but now you're going to get, you know, six months in and you're actually going to see the results of a normal person doing six months of a program. Right, right. If you actually have like a good program. You're going to be yep. outdoing people that are just doing a five by five. Right, right. And I'm starting to get excited about this entire uh, uh, doctor's visit in August to check my shit. Um, believe it or not, my wife is fully on board for that. Not because she thinks I should be taking testosterone or human growth hormones or anything like that, but because she thinks I should get a really thorough blood work uh, done. She thinks uh, that I probably have issues I'm unaware of. She also doesn't believe I have IBS. She thinks that there's something else going on with me despite the fact that the doctor, you know, diagnosed that. Um, and I don't know if uh, a complete blood test would show all that much. I've assumed that they've tested my shit many times in the last couple of years uh, because of the whole cancer shit. But Well, they're, uh, they're the things that they wouldn't normally do. Um, and you're not even necessarily going to get this as part of the endocrinologist visit. Right. Like for people that have the means and not everybody does because it's, it's not cheap, you should be doing like a full blood workup generally every six months to a year and i'm talking like a full one where they're doing like full like nutrient profiles and everything so you can see like what what are your potassium levels what they should be like your vitamin d3 and monitoring all of those things so you can see exactly what you're deficient in and Mm. what you need to add to your diet because you're not getting enough of or you're just you're not processing it the way that other people do so like some people, for example, right? So like vitamin D3, some people can take, 
you know, 500 to 1,000 IUs of vitamin D3 a day and be at a, a great level. There are other people that could take that same 500 to 1,000 IUs and they're going to be, you know, hugely deficient. Like it all depends on the person. all depends on how your body, you know, metabolizes these things and reacts to these different vitamins and minerals. So mm-hmm. having that full blood workup in that vein and not just like a normal doctor visit or even an endocrinologist, like a specific blood workup just to see where you sit for all the markers. Like it's hugely helpful. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, and while you're, uh, while you're talking about that, I actually went to my uh, local hospitals uh, thing cause they, they've given me some of this shit uh, and it's on my, it's on my actual records. Um, I don't know. I, this is probably not the full be all end all that you're talking about, but like, for instance, when I was there on May 14th, they did glucose, sodium, potassium, chloride, uh, carbon dioxide, and a non gap. I don't know what that is. Uh, blood, urea, nitrogen, uh, creatine, uh, the, the ratio, calcium, albium, globatin, uh, you know, protein totals, uh, and a whole bunch of other shit, dude, this looks like a, uh, and then if they did, then that was just their uh, one thing. Then they did a, a hermatology, which I think is the blood shit, right? Like they list the hemoglobins and MCV, MCH, and a whole bunch of other shit that I don't know what it stands for. But it looks like a pretty fucking you know uh, thorough thing. Um, I don't know. Is there a stat that is there a certain test that I should be looking for here for for an example? I guess. Um. So there's like I can I I'll link some of this in the uh, the podcast thread on. EOG, uh, like one of the like private labs that does this sort of thing. And like the actual panel that you'd be looking for is like someone that wants to monitor kind of their, I don't want to necessarily say athletic performance, but yeah, kind of your athletic performance, making sure you're fully optimized to actually be, you know, somewhat of a badass. Right. Right. Like for instance, this one lists, lists my potassium at 4.0. That, 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 which I don't know what that means, but it, it's nice that they give a reference range and the reference range is 3.5 to 5.1. So I'm normal in that, but then I'm low in uh, chloride, which I'm not even sure what the fuck that is, uh, but just a little bit. I'm, I'm listed at 96 and they say the range is 98 to 107. Uh, and, and there's a couple of these things that I'm high and low. I'm always high in creatine. And they create, I'm probably saying it right because I want to say creatine, but I don't think that's how it's pronounced. Creatine? C-R-E-A-T-I-N. Well, there's, there's two things. Yep. Yeah, there's there's creatine and then there's creatine. Creatine's a supplement. Creatine is not. Right, right. So it's got to be, cre- that's gotta be creatine because, it, well, it's spelled C R E A T I N I N E. Yeah, that's creatine. Yeah, and I'm high on that, I'm, but I'm always high on that. Uh, I'm at like 1.5, and they say the range is 0.7 to 1.2. So I, but that's not awesome. Uh, but most of my stuff, it says I'm just completely normal. Well, that sounds like you. Super, super normal. <laughs> no, I, and I'm lying, by the way, because as I go through, roll through these, I like there'll be four or five regular ones, and one that'll like have a red flag because it's a low or high. But, you know, Apparently, I'm mostly okay. You know, the funny thing is, of all the stuff that I'm looking for through here, all these different tests, you know what it doesn't tell me? What my fucking blood type is. I have no clue. It's, it's got to be on my record someplace. Really? It's not in there? It probably is. I mean, but I'm, I'm not quite sure where I should look at it. You know, health profile results. This is a uh, one of those patient portals that's supposed to give you all the results that you want. Um, this, you know, then my health records list all the stuff that I take. 
uh, and all of my uh, all of my uh, health issues. Holy shit! <laughs> How many pages? Uh, uh, it's just one, but it's 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 an uh, it's an interesting one. Uh, going from most recent to uh, from no from oldest until uh, most recent. Uh, actually, I don't know. Ingenial hernia, right? But I've had multiple ones. So I don't, visual impairment in both eyes, hypertension because I do have slight high blood pressure, anxiety, GERD. I didn't even know I had that. What the fuck is that? Oh, it must be my heartburn. Insomnia, uh, tendonitis of right shoulder resolved. Yay. Renal care, uh, cancer resolved. Marijuana user status active. How is that a health issue? <laughs> well, I, I think you've seen, remember all the issues you had from uh, all the dabbing there, Jay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. And the, the, most of those cleared up. Man. It's funny because I enjoyed that quite a bit because it gives you, um, it makes you feel like you went when you're first smoking pot again when you when you first hit it. Um, Jay over here chasing just, the fucking dragon. And that's exactly what it is. Uh, and but after it's just too much. Oh, I see. It. The juicer said he had GERD. That does suck. It doesn't. It's <laughs> the fuck is uh, GERD? GERD. I, it's basically a heartburn. You know, it, it, it's it's a complex sort of heartburn that that sucks. But I believe that's what it is. All right. Fair enough. Anyhow, yeah, yeah. I did go ahead and uh, there's a link in the podcast thread. So once you're done, Jay, you can go and look at that. Like I Coolio. said, it's not it's not the cheapest thing in the world. But like, right, that right. will give you an absolute baseline of virtually everything about you that you would need to fix to be, you know, like a an elite functioning human. Or I guess for you, <laughs> just a slightly just a above average functioning human. Well, maybe I was just functioning human. Yeah, so let's not set the bar too high, right? Uh, I was happy to find out that my health insurance is going to cover that visit in August to the, uh, to the doctor. Cause I looked through, uh, his website, you know, to see which health insurances he takes and quite a few of them required a referral uh, before he would see him, but apparently not my insurance, which is kind of awesome. So I'm happy about that. Well, if nothing else, a referral is pretty easy to get for testosterone. Well, yeah, but yeah, we spoke about that before where uh, I actually kind of asked my doc, you know, general practitioner about it. And he's like, man, you don't need that. Meh. So well, I wasn't getting a referral him, from like, him. Here's the deal. Either you give me a referral to an endocrinologist or you're no longer my GP. Right. That would be awkward since he's a member of the country club I'm at. <laughs> I still wouldn't give a fuck. I'd be like, okay, well, either you're going to give me a referral to an endocrinologist or I'm going to give you the worst reservations of anyone at the club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd probably be a poor idea, but on a related note, that is funny. Uh, you know what I used to do? If some, if someone pissed me off at my work, I stopped doing this cause you know, something uh, super passive aggressive. You, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Very super passive aggressive. Uh, and I stopped doing this cause I realized it was probably a poor idea if I wanted to have continued employment there. If someone pissed me off really bad, uh, I'd send all the telemarketing calls I got over to their phone. Every single fucking one of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, sounds pretty passive aggressive. That, that... Uh, yeah, it was. And that, you can't even do that nowadays, if nothing else, because all all the telemarketing is automated now. So you know, very rarely do I get an actual person calling me for a telemarketing call. It's normally a machine. Um, and even if it is a, a person, the the way telemarketing works is different than back then. Um, See, most people don't have don't have any experience of telemarketing, so they don't realize how it works. Uh, if it's not completely automated, what it is is there's not a person on the other line calling you. There's another person st- sitting in front of a computer while an automated dial dialer calls number after number after number, 
uh, sometimes at the same time, if they have multiple lines hooked up to that station, and when someone picks up, then uh, that person's name and information will pop up on their computer screen, and the person on you know the telemarketer will then hear the line go active and see it pop up in the computer and start talking. So if you ever wondered why you pick up the phone and go hello, hello, and then all of a sudden the telemarketer will kick in, that's why. Well, thank you for the the step by step of how telemarketing and auto dialers work. Well, there you go. It's one of the few things I've experienced, and I'm embarrassed to admit it that I that I did telemarketing for a while. I did not like it at all, but I was really good at it, and it paid really good money. Uh, I, we've had talked about that before. I, I I didn't mind doing it because I did really low pressure tactics. I didn't want to sell anything. I was what you call what you call a lead getter. My entire job was just to call people and ask if it was all right for someone, a, a salesperson to call them in a day or two and try to sell them something, which sounds hey, odd, I, but it, it works out well. I did telemarketing for about three months at yeah. one point. So I, I also did that. I was ridiculously good at it, but it was just the most pain in the ass job ever. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you take a lot of abuse, understandably so. And I used to get well, that I didn't care about. Like I actually enjoyed screwing these people over. <laughs> so like the one that I had to do, and like I said, I only did this for like three or four months and surprisingly I made really good money doing it. But that was when I, God, what was my job before that? I think it was right when I moved to another city and I was just looking kind of for my first job there. So I took that and then I ended up managing like a sprint store. Mm. But uh, yeah, so what the entire hustle there was uh, this call center place was set up to call all of the people that had loans uh, on Dell computers and you were selling them the like insurance for like if you lose your job or something you, like you don't have to make payments or whatever that crap was. So oh. really all it was is like you could trick them into basically going, Hey, here's the thing. I can send you all the information on this and you have, you know, 30 days to look over for it and you can cancel it and like nothing will happen. So like, why not just get the information so just talking people in circles until they're like, okay, yeah, I would like to read about that. And then you make like 20 bucks extra. Like the <laughs> easiest hustle in the world. Yeah. Well, Especially which is from people stupid enough to get Dell financing on at that time, like $2,000 computers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, about $2,000 is a little bit more money back then too, though. Um, well, it was also when all computers like cost that much. It wasn't like a top of the line gaming computer. It was right, like, right. Oh, you want a computer? It's like you know a thousand bucks. Like two thousand might have been slightly exaggerated. I don't no, know. Not, I don't not that time. much. Probably not. Actually, it's probably <laughs> computers used to be wicked fucking expensive. Yeah. So that was that was my whole telemarketing thing. Said and, made pretty good money, but it was just it's just one of those things. The entire place was kind of scummy. Yeah. But it was fun just talking people into shit they absolutely did not need or want. Nah, well, that that's not how I felt about it. I I didn't work in any place that I thought was a scam. I, it had to be a real product that they were selling. I only worked at a couple of different places. Uh, I worked at a carpet cleaning company. That wasn't a bad job. Um, all I was doing is calling them up and asking them if someone could call them and uh, could call them the next day or two and give them a free estimate on carpet, furniture, or drapery because apparently well, they clean you, drapes too. So instead of that, like the juicer has a good question here: Where the fuck mm -hmm. is Uncle Canada? It's know. Canada Day. It is literally Canada Day. I don't know. Canada Day, by the way, everyone. I don't know. I haven't seen him calling in a bit. I don't I don't think he's happy with you lately. Yeah, I don't really care. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but happy Canada Day to all our uh, Canadian listeners. Uh, as you guys know, we're all a big fan of Canada and everything Canadian. So uh, happy Canada Day. Yeah, I think Grad's actually just kind of laying low. Uh, hmm. So I don't know if you saw the, the thread on the other ground today, but somebody bought Northern Hospitality a blue name. Oh, really? And no, I'm, I saw and I'm pretty it. Sure it was, click on it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Grad. I think he just doesn't want us to, you know, tease him about it. Ah, uh, that'd be pretty funny. Since he fucking hates her. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, I don't, I don't click on many of her threads, but uh, I've never seen her say anything heinous or anything like that that I'm aware of. I just don't get like having that much of a, a hatred for somebody fucking online. Like, there's a few people that, like, if I saw them in person, there's a good chance I'd probably slap them just for the fuck of it. <laughs> like maybe uh let's think of names here right so maybe david at accutest or whatever the fuck his name is the guy that you know had the the great thread about being such a badass to matt at gamestop until matt at gamestop showed up <laughs> yeah i missed that thread that was before my time but i've heard many many stories about it yeah so him i'd probably slap just for just for that past that like anybody else like people probably think i hate fucking camicom guys like that i like, i don't give a shit i've had friendly wagers with him about like the nfl draft i mean he's a gimmick he's he is literally like a gimmick poster i think he kind of looks at the site like professional wrestling so like hey good for him yeah and i've never understood that quite a few people have a, a hate on for me and i don't really get it i mean you might not like who I am as a person or some of the decisions I've made and stuff like that, but I, I can understand that. Not everyone's going to like me, but the obsessive fucking hate that some people have, you think I fucked their mom. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. It's just the internet. I have never done anything bad to anybody in my life, really. So I, I just don't get it. Um, and I realize some of them are trolls that they just like to stir up discontent and things like that. But there are people on that website that honestly fucking hate me. And would do bad things to me if given the opportunity. Well, arguing on the internet and like catching feelings on the internet over arguments is really like that meme that used to be out there that is absolutely not PC correct and would get you canceled today. But you know mm -hmm. the one I'm talking about, about the Special Olympics. Yeah, yeah. I remember I told you a story about telling that joke to somebody who ended up having a special needs uh, daughter. <laughs> yeah. That was so awkward. Like I, yeah, you can't even really, you know, go with that meme anymore, but like that one absolutely still applies. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, there, and it's not just me. I see people get fucking hate all the time that I don't understand. Uh, and then occasionally I'll, I'll see someone that I thought I was cool with to start bagging on me that I don't know if they changed their opinion or uh, they decided it's more fun to dislike me than or than not. Uh, I won't name any names, but <laughs> but yeah, sometimes people's attitude changes. I try not to worry about it. I'm still the same guy I was uh, the entire time. Yeah, it's it's the internet. Like I, I think partially part of the YouTube comment section is is becoming part of the OG. But like, yeah, I think eventually we'll get back to being you know a dysfunctional, you know, ridiculous, poorly put together family tree that doesn't branch family. <laughs> do you think do you think it'll get better after november you, once the uh once all the politics are fucking done do you think we'll get at least a, a short break of just normal og before the next political cycle starts 
so the way that I see it, and like people aren't going to want to hear it because they're going to say I'm fucking bagging on the right or I'm a fucking lefty or whatever else. So I think if Biden wins, I think it will be relatively calm. Because right now we're having all these like chicken little threads of like Team Red OG like freaking out about talking about how basically the world's going to end if Biden wins and that Democrats are like, you know, not even people or want the country to fail and bullshit like that. Like, I'm sorry, whether it's Biden that wins or Trump that wins, nothing about your everyday life is really going to change that much. And you just need to accept that fact. I think the problem with if Trump wins, you'll have another four years of people that literally just want to hear him say outlandish things and then celebrate it like it's the best thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think a little... if Biden wins, it's going to be a pretty fucking boring four years, which I mm-hmm. think will bring back like good threats to the OG. Mm-hmm. Because it yeah. won't be this just back and forth of like, fuck yeah, mega, he called somebody a bitch. I think that might be a little harsh on their side. I think that the that's a very vocal minority that are like ridiculously over the top of the Trump stuff. I know a ton of people that that like uh, President Trump that are completely reasonable people. And as, as I mentioned before, I'm not really a fan of him, although I don't really have a problem with most of his politics. I just don't like who he is as a person. Uh, when he started making fun of that disabled uh, handicapped uh, reporter, I was done with him as a person. As a politician and as a president, eh, he hasn't done that bad. But I'm amazed by some of the people that are really in the Trump that I would not expect to be in at all. So, and some of them are really intelligent people. So there's, I, I don't know, there's more to it than just, you know, Trump bad or Trump good, really. Yeah. And yeah, so don't necessarily mince my words. I'm just more saying that a lot of people are fully behind the desire, the divisiveness that is Trump. Hmm. And they like kind of celebrate that basically he is a fucking like professional troll (laughs) and people really want to get behind that for some reason. And the problem is that it clogs the front page of just bullshit back and forth. Yeah. And it wasn't like why I think that if Biden wins, it's going to be a relatively quiet four years. Yeah. There's still going to be politics and shit because we had all the, Remember, there was like a 30-page fucking thread about Obama saluting with a coffee cup in his hand. <laughs> like, we're always going to have stupid shit like that, but I think it's going to be fewer and far between. Right, if right. If we don't yeah. have someone that's so divisive and more just kind of fucking boring. Right, Not right. necessarily saying Biden will even do a better job than you know Trump did the last four years. Like I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying... I think it's probably better better for society to have a less controversial president. Well, okay, I can I can understand your reasoning behind, reasoning behind that. Uh, and either way, uh, I just hope that the OG and the world in general simmers down. They need to simmer down now because uh, it's just right, too like over crazy. Top. Rioters need to sit the fuck down. People demanding fucking reparations and for history to be rewritten and everything else need to sit the fuck down. Mm-hmm. The far righties that think all Democrats should fucking, you know, not be part of the country need to sit the fuck down. We really just need kind of a, a normal, boring president for the most part, because we've seen that the more the divisive they are, 
or the more polarizing that they are, Mm -hmm. like the further the radical parts of both sides move even further right or further left. Right. And obviously the left is weird tribal Mm -hmm. bullshit where you have Mm -hmm. fucking you have protests on one side and you have people freaking out on the other that if the other team wins that, you know, it's going to be the end of the world. Like we just need to get back to the center so people can actually, you know, do something fun, like have a 300 page thread of, you know, women not being able to do things correctly. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. And, you know, uh, and obviously the left has the same issue as well. The extreme left is just as unreasonable and crazy as the extreme right is. So well, no, that's political what I was party saying as far as any... like all the crazy rioters and shit like that. Oh, the people, yeah. yeah. Those were the people I was talking about, like the far left, the far right. Like we'd be better off with both of those just cut off and, and thrown aside. I see in the uh, uh, chat box, Justice, G- Justice Truth Warriors saying we need a mass arrest of uh, pedos or the whole world's fucked. I don't have any problem with that. I don't think anybody has a problem with uh, <laughs> arresting uh, pedophiles. Uh, I, the problem I, I, know I have he's... with it is that when those fuckers just get parole. Like how do those yeah. fuckers not end up in like hardcore, this person is now getting raped prison. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This, that we're way too lenient on it. In most cases. Um, did you know but, the average yeah. sentence mm-hmm. for rape is under mm-hmm. 10 years? Really? Yeah. That seems a little, uh, low. I mean, I get, well, I guess it depends what you're, what you're comparing to. What's the average sentence for murder? Uh, it's a little, I think it's a little under 20 as far as time served. But if you think mm. of murder, right, generally that's a 20 to life sentence. Right, right, right. So it can be anywhere between that. But yeah, rape clocks in at like just over nine years. Mm. I guess, I guess they have to have like variations. You can't, you can't charge, send somebody to jail for the same amount of time for rape as murder. Cause obviously it's a lesser charge, but God, that's a weird thing. You know, uh, cause they, everyone's aware of how fucked up that is and how much it fucks up the victim. Uh, cause if you look at it that way, then nine years is way too uh, low because the person that they raped is probably not going to be over it in nine years. Yeah, there's certain things that we do in the legal system that are just they're they're kind of suspect. Yep, just a little bit. Well, sir, look at the time. Um, I think we're done here. I want to thank the OG army for showing up. Uh, we can't do the show without you. Seriously, guys, I, there is no way I could have done a hundred episodes without you guys' support. I would have quit way before that. Uh, I want to thank my uh, co-host, Big Dalton, for not only his podcasting abilities, but for the advice that he gives me every day, which is making me a better person, strangely enough. <laughs> what do you got, Dalton? Well, I've got two things, and this first one really is is directed to you, Jay. Mm-hmm. God damn it, Jay! 100 episodes, and you couldn't even come up with something memorable. You're now on the (laughs) clock. Episode 150. Gotta be memorable. Gotta be celebrations. Get your shit together. Oh, you wanted celebrations. I'm sorry. I I was not aware of that. Yeah, that doesn't count. Fucking stupid goddamn soundboard (laughs) bullshit. No. Jay, get your shit together. Episode 150. All right. (laughs) Other than that, cheers for sticking in for 100 episodes of being big brothered. (laughs) Thank you, sir. I appreciate uh, all that you do for the show. And secondly, 
<clears throat> excuse me, I, I, that was weird. Secondly, and I'm going to go to a third. So secondly, thank all you weird fucking Neanderthals out there that have been trailing along for this last hundred episodes. I don't know how in the fuck you did it, because I don't know how in the fuck I did it, and I don't have to listen to this shit. <laughs> so cheers to all of y'all. But with that, I always have to contrast it with also fuck all y'all. Everybody have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow at six. Bye-bye.